Hey, good people. Welcome back. Well, I guess not officially because this is just a bonus episode. And this is Niraj, by the way. If you haven't forgotten me, I know you haven't. Just tell me how much you miss me. Because come on. I know you miss me. Just tell me how much. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. So, if you follow me on social media, which is at my good place pod, it's not too late to follow just go ahead and follow anyways going back to the main thing of the podcast or this episode if you follow me on social media you know i've been wanting to do a bonus episode regarding upcoming us presidential election and which i did i gathered nay assembled i assembled six fantastic panelists who are actually like you and me just ordinary people who happen to have shit ton of knowledge on US election and they 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 are just a fucking amazing you you will learn so much there is so much information in this discussion in this panel discussion that i did and hence i will break this episode into two part and this is obviously the first part listen to this there's so much information so much good information quality information from it's and it's not from somebody who works for election it's not somebody who actually is related to any campaign or they work in politics or anything they are just like you and me and they are informed people so i'm actually really proud of what i did and what the final product came out to be and there's so much fun there is so much respect amongst each other in this panel it's just a good solid conversation between grown adults and so i i i don't want to talk too much and then make this podcast or this episode even longer so i'm i'm really excited for you guys to hear this and hopefully you learn something by the end of it so again this is going to be two parter watch out for the part 2 i will be releasing that pretty soon obviously it is recorded it's just matter of me putting things together and then putting it out and importantly if you are a citizen of united states please go fucking vote please vote so hello everybody uh thank you so much for joining in and as you know this is going to be uploaded on my podcast and more importantly uh this is for the upcoming election <clears throat> the presidential election and i think i know people say this is the life changing presidential election but i think this is the biggest one of them all biggest and the baddest so i want to thank you all again for giving me your time and then just being here so i am just going to go around uh and let's introduce each other whatever information you want to give about yourself and take it from there uh I'm just going to pick Chris. Sure. Um hello, I'm Chris. I am studying to become a teacher, an English teacher. This will be my fourth presidential election that I'll be voting. Um and I'm excited to be here, so thank you for having me on the podcast. And anybody else wants to take the baton? Um, I you... go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ingrid. Um I'll be voting in my second election. I am a first generation first generation immigrant from West Africa originally. Um and I think that speaks a lot to my experience and kind of how I view the election and politics in general. Um glad to be here. Thanks, Naraj. Thank you. Who's going next? Oko or Matthew? No, you can go there. I'll go after you. Okay. Um I my name is Ari and I'm currently living in the UK studying psychology 
planning to continue on with a master's in research. Um, and this is my second presidential election that I voted in. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I have so much to say that I don't even know where to begin, but I'm really looking forward to hearing everybody's points of view and kind of what your hopes and plans for the future will be if they depend on the election, which I'm sure some of mm -hmm. them do. So, yeah. I'm Matthew. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm Matthew. Uh, <laughs> this will be my fourth, I want to say, election, voting election. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm also very excited about just to kind of see the, you know, the outcome, see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I think I know, <laughs> I know the outcome, but I, I just want to, I want to see what happens. <laughs> hey, Zach. Hey, what's up everybody? My name is Zach. I'm an Ojibwe man living here in uh, Minneapolis and I'm a youth worker. Um, yeah, that's excited to hear what everybody else has to say and share some of my opinions too. And also I have Kate. She is also one of the mediator. She's helping me out putting things together and just be one of the unbiased person on the panel. So Kate, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kate. I actually got involved in this through Ari who I met in university together. I'm currently doing my master's in research in psychology. Um, we have very, very similar things, I think, in common with the UK and America with <coughs> the elections. Um, I've voted for quite many more years than some of you, I think, so I'm not saying any more on that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm I'm concerned, worried, anxious, all of those sorts of things with regards to your election, because America and the UK, you know, we work hand in hand with a lot of things. So, yeah, I, I'm nervous for you guys. I hope everything goes the way we want it to go. Other than that, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I hope it's positive because 2020 has not been great. Has it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. So yeah, so that's it really. And I like to talk a lot, so I'm gonna zip it now. I've got a habit of uh, chatting too much. So are you saying I'm gonna be using my mute button a lot? <laughs> uh, you're gonna be really good at this then by the end of this call. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go back to Chris again. Chris, what are you looking for the most in this election? The thing I'm looking forward to the most in the election would probably just be, I guess I'd want to see the turnout just to see if it's if it's going to increase compared to our last election. Um, I think if you go back and look at the 2016 election, over 85% of the United States was registered to vote. However, we only had about 56% of the population vote. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious to see if with the way this year has gone and just the events that have transpired over the past three years, if that will kind of encourage people to actually participate this time around. I think if you look at the United States compared to most countries, our voter turnout's pretty low. Uh, granted, we have a larger population, but I know countries, um, some countries have like an 80% registration rate and almost like a 75% voter turnout. So it'd be nice to see kind of a upswing in that. So that's how I'd be looking forward to the most. Thank you, Chris. So how I'm going, uh, thinking of going forward with this panel discussion is you all will get a chance to ask a follow-up if you want to, to the person who just answered. So just raise your hand or use one of the reaction in Zoom so that I know you have a question for Chris. And uh, if not, I'm just gonna wait a few seconds and then We'll move forward to Ari and get Ari's, what Ari is looking forward. So I guess it's safe to say nobody has any question for Chris. So Ari, what, what are you looking forward? Um, well, I would say that I'm cautiously optimistic, you know, like 
if you look at the votes of, or sorry, the rates of voter turnout between this election cycle and the last election cycle for this period of time, like for October, mid-October, I think voter turnout is a lot higher than it has previously been because I think people are realizing like there is a lot hinging on this election. Um, so I think what I'm looking forward to, what I hope to see anyway, is yeah, people exercising their voting right and, you know, using the ability or having the ability to use the umbrella of thought that if you don't like certain things with how your government is running or certain things that are in your country, you can't complain about them if you don't do anything about them. Like, that doesn't make sense. Okay, I'm having a really hard time articulating my thoughts, but like, I think it's important for everybody to participate in a democracy, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I think if you want to see change, you need to be the one to action that change, whether it's, you know, it could start so small, it could just be like little changes in your thinking habits. But I think essentially, yeah, everybody um, needs to vote <laughs> if they want to see change. But that's what I'm looking forward to, I guess, is just people turning out and standing up for what they want and using their voice. And I hope to see positive change come out of it. I think we're already seeing that to a degree, but yeah. Definitely. Um, anybody has any follow-ups for Ari? Okay. Uh, next up, we're gonna get Zach's uh, reaction, or I suppose uh, what he is looking forward. Zach, what are we looking forward to this election? Oh man, I'm looking forward to getting so-and-so out of the office, man. He's uh, He's been destroying our country and he's like, he's not for equality, he's not for my beliefs or interests. So I think what I'm really looking forward to is, is him being gone and out of the way and we can move forward and make some progress. Sounds good. <clears throat> and anybody follow-ups? And we're going to move to Ingrid. Ingrid, what are you looking forward to in this election? Feeling very pessimistic today, I think. And I'm not looking forward to the election, generally speaking. I think I uh, obviously want the Cheeto man, our current president, unseated, and for obviously a new administration to take his place. and everything that he stands for, but I also understand that the opposition and who we want to be or who I want to be elected, like they also aren't perfect, right? And I think the American people are looking for like a singular savior of sorts. And like, if we elect these two folks, like they'll come in and they'll fix everything. And that just probably won't happen. Or it's like, it's never been the case, right? And but it's definitely a big step, a leap even in the right direction. But I also think the last four years has done a lot of damage to the American psyche in terms of like what is, what an individual in office is capable of in terms of like taking away rights and kind of um, violently wheeling power. Um, and it's also just done a lot of damage to like the public perception of who Americans are and who our leadership is. And I don't think, um, Biden or Kamala being elected will repair that inst instantaneously. Um, but obviously just kind of want to get it over with, but not exactly looking forward to getting it over with. But obviously hope they win. Thank you, Ingrid. And let's move on to Matthew. And by the way, uh, to the whole panelists, you can use the reaction anytime you want if you have any follow-ups, okay? Uh, you don't have to wait for me to ask or anything. So Matthew, what are you looking forward in this election? Um, yeah, I pretty much, yeah, I wanna, I'm gonna agree with Igret too. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to like the other side, what, 
what the outcome is on the other side. Um, I am also cautiously optimistic because, you know, the last election, we all kind of thought, I think everyone thought we all knew who were, who was going to be the president, but, you know, it came out the other way. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I just, yeah, I agree with her too. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to see what, what the other side is going to look like. I hope whoever becomes in charge of the country, um, I hope whoever becomes in charge of the country gets to unite the country as to what I want. Um, I'm pretty moderate in that thinking. I know some people are pretty far whichever way they want to pick, but which is fine. Uh, but yeah, I hope whoever becomes the uh, next president, I hope they unite the country. That's what, that's what I want. That's my order. Yeah. Sounds good. So this is just question uh, or a follow-up for everybody uh, that I have and anybody can pick it up. Uh, just give me a reaction so I can call you out. So most of you talked about uh, voter turning out. A lot of people didn't vote. So do, do you think not voting is not being patriotic? Did that make sense? Okay, Ari. I think you're muted or I mute. can't hear you. Mute. Yes, I am. Again, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily think that it's not patriotic in itself, but I do think that, you know, the United States at least likes to portray itself as a democracy. And I think deep down, that is what what we all think of it, how we all think of it. And that's what we all want to see in it. But uh, yeah, kind of back to what I said before, I feel like if you want things to change, you need to participate because it's like the bystander effect. Like people aren't just going to always be able to pick things up and like make things the way you want it because only you can kind of like you have your own subjective vision for what you want to see and the least you can do I think is voice that whether it's through voting or not but um, I wouldn't necessarily call it unpatriotic but I would call it maybe like antisocial if that makes sense or I don't really know the term that I want to use but yeah I don't know I can see why people choose not to vote I can see the conflict that they have with themselves for that so I try not to like be too judgmental or anything but but I do think in moments like this I think it's very important to exercise that right and that ability however you can do whatever you can to make it happen yeah Sounds good. But if you'd ask me that like eight years ago, the answer might have been completely different, you know. So mm -hmm. here we yeah, are. Yeah, we all evolve, we all change, you know. Mm -hmm. So I saw Matthew. Uh, Matthew had a reaction to. Did you have something? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I think uh, for me, if you don't vote, you have absolutely no right to complain. Uh, that's just how I see it. Uh, if you vote, even if your uh, your candidate doesn't win, you know you have the right. You can call them out. You can call whoever's in charge out, and you can call it the policy or whatsoever. But if you don't vote and you're complaining about something, it, it basically means I just think you have no right to yeah to complain. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think it's I think maybe the word patriotic is not. I, I think it's just. Um, it should be like a, a, a civil thing if I'm kind of having my words right. But mm -hmm. I think you, I think if you want, yeah, if you want to, if you want to be part of the system or maybe not part of the system, if you want to change the system, you have to, you have to vote. You know, that's just how I see it. No matter what the outcomes are, no matter what happened, you still have to go out and vote. Yeah. Ingrid? Uh, loved Ari and Matthew's comments. I think um, I had a reaction to Ari, like understanding why people don't vote and like if you're not participating, then you're like kind of choosing is like kind of what I'm hearing. And I feel like there are, like have been people who have voted and maybe 
they are not as civically inclined because when they do vote, nothing changes. Um, but I think on the flip of that, and what's really unfortunate is like voting is everyone's right, but it's also like a right that's being stripped from like large bodies of people right now. And I think not only giving grace to folks who don't choose to vote and like literally can't vote, like everyone's talking about voter suppression and how that isn't going to impact the election and it does year over year. And I think it's really unfortunate that the most disadvantaged groups of people in society who maybe are the most patriotic groups of people being that they, their labor services, our entire country, like aren't able to vote. And then it's like, I'm going to also um, like put you on a couple levels below or think of you differently because you also didn't vote because you are trying to support your family of eight on a minimum wage or whatever. Like, I think there's all of these other factors that play into whether or not someone is able to or someone chooses to make it to the polls as well that is as important to be having within the conversation, but I think it gets missed sometimes. But I wouldn't say those individuals are any less patriotic, but it's a systemic thing that I think just takes a lot of time to parse apart and no two situations are all that similar, but um, there's just like more narratives to be um, mindful of. Mm -hmm. Chris? Yeah, I was just gonna piggyback off of what Ari was saying earlier in terms of um, mm -hmm. kind of understanding, at least when I was younger, I kind of didn't understand the importance of, of voting and I kind of, was from the standpoint of, well, you know, I'm just one person. So like, what does my voice even matter? Especially like, you know, living in Minnesota, like the last time, let's say if I was gonna vote Democratic for this election, the last time Minnesota has voted for a Republican in the um, primarily Republican is 1972, Richard Nixon. So I, I guess from like a younger immature standpoint, I was just like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter what side I vote for. But then actually from my experiences, I volunteered a few summers at a political campaign office and I kind of got to see firsthand um, how much work goes into reaching out to whether you're a conservative or if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Um, they had like this large software database where you could kind of prioritize um, donors and you would reach out to people that had voted for in the past elections, whether they voted for Republican, they voted Democrat. So, you know, really, your voice matters regardless of who you vote for in the past. So I think that kind of spearheaded a change within me and made me think, oh, okay, well, I guess it really does matter. And like these people actually are concerned with who I'm voting for, so. Sounds good. Uh, and I didn't, uh, I didn't see any other reactions. So we're gonna, uh, so Kate, do you have anything to add? Yeah, or I, I... well, I've got a question actually, um, yeah. just through what you guys were, were saying then. Do you think, only because I thought this very much when I was younger, do you think it's a lack of understanding of the political system and how it works that the younger generation aren't interested? Mm -hmm. Or is it a combination of that not, it not being accessible um, because I know very much from my experience when I was younger, I didn't understand politics. I didn't feel that it was for me or I belonged there. It was for a very certain, you know, it's very much pigeonholed, isn't it? That there's this kind of um, elitism with it as well. Um, so do you think it's a lack of understanding or is it the lack of opportunity or a combination of both? that has stopped younger people from voting? And have you noticed a change of that with this election in comparison to previous? Okay, Zach? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say there's really one single thing that is affecting youth uh, or the younger generation as far as voting. It's like a combination of all those things that you're saying, um, not really understanding what's going on or who which candidate is going to follow your beliefs because they're not necessarily paying attention they're not listening to the debates they're not following up and seeing what their candidates are what they're for um and then another big factor too is like voter suppression like what Ingrid was talking about a lot of people don't know where to go to poll 
there's a lot of barriers in place that stopping kids from voting. So just like, I'm not going to bother. Like why? If you got to like take two buses, it gets like your polling station to take a vote. Some kids are just like, whatever, my one vote's not going to matter. So there's like not a lot of support in getting youth out there to vote if they don't have what they need. Thanks, Zach. Uh, Ingrid? Well, everything Zach said and like what you are talking about, Katie, I think it's a mix of things. I think it is lack of education, lack of awareness, lack of context and then precedent as well. Like we like the term the political is personal and what's personal is also political is like a term that's thrown around but like the reality of that is like folks are living their experiences but not understanding why we have street lights or why like certain things are in place and how they like came to be and I think without that like one-to-one -one, like if I do this this will change that like cause and effect of like how our society works like that isn't like that isn't shown that isn't known like our common language and that's when education around the political system does become a bit of an elitist thing because like only some are in the know and that particular some also has the financial backing to do whatever they want with what they know. Um, I was going to say something else and it totally is blanking me but like I think those who um, oh uh, like those who do know are in the know and then those who aren't in the know think the primary elections are what matters and no one ever votes in the general elections and that's what will actually make the most direct impact um, for folks in their neighborhoods and in their cities and in their lived experiences. Like whose president doesn't matter like is true, but like, do you know who your mayor is or who um, your governor is and when they're up for reelection and things like that um, just like aren't talked about and then it's like the media wields so much power in terms of like what's top of mind and less media and more like what's on your Instagram timeline or on your Twitter feed. And like so many folks these days are like Instagram educated and like will retweet or repost and like that's all they know. And then they'll take that belief to the polls and then it's all done. But like so many people will look at a ballot and then not know any of the other names on there and will just like check a box and be on their way. So I think it's a minutia of a lot of different things. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ari, I'm gonna, yeah. Uh, um, first, I just wanted to say something off of Kate and Zach with like um, youth accessibility to the polls and to actually like getting your vote counted. I think in Minnesota, I find that Minnesota is a pretty liberal state. Like I think it always kind of, well, at least since the seventies, always kind of has been um, quite liberal, but saying that I did, I did grow up in a more suburban area of Minnesota, not like the kind of North or the countryside, more rural areas, but um yeah, like so many states have so many different rules and regulations around how you can vote and when you can vote, whether you can vote absentee, whether you can mail in or vote from abroad. And there's so many kind of conflicting rules, I think, between states. Um, so that is a big thing to consider because, you know, people and like Ingrid said, a lot of people kind of get their information from social media. I think whether it's just that the news is kind of too hard to grasp sometimes mentally and emotionally it's kind of hard to follow along with um it's easier to just kind of like be in our habits where we're on facebook and instagram it's kind of easier to influence us maybe that way just because we're so well i mean we as in a general population but we're kind of spending a lot of time there um i know i'm talking a lot but yeah um <laughs> losing my train of thought um but yeah social media and I mean people can see things from one person's post and think oh like that's the way it is but they don't actually understand that they need to go and research how things are for them in their area because that person could be in a different county or a different state and there's so many different rules um it does get quite overwhelming I think when you're looking at it like that and yeah like Ingrid said it is about local government too, like not just the federal like 
positions of power, it does start at local levels. And I think people underestimate the influence that they can have in those situations. Thanks, Ari. <clears throat> and uh, I'm just gonna add something real quick and then move to our panelists again. For the longest time, I didn't know when there is a presidential election, it is not actually the president you're voting for. You're actually voting for the electors who vote for the president. So I think a lot of people don't know that. I'm just making a guess, but that shit is confusing. I was just so, about to say that about American politics. I find it utterly bamboozling <laughs> how it works because you have different rules for everything. But, <laughs> I don't understand. But at the same time, Kate and I both are not from United States, so we were not born into the system. So I guess we're not supposed to know. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw Matthew raise his hand, not use the reaction. Did you want it to say something? No, I did, but I kind of lost my thought. <laughs> I should have <laughs> should have put it down. Start making notes. <laughs> okay, we're gonna uh, go yeah. to Ingrid, and uh, after that, we're gonna move on to the next question, Ingrid. Yeah, I just had a reaction to Ari's comment about like the news and where that being where people go for information. Oh my God, I was literally watching the news the other day and I was just like, none of this is informative at all. And it's just like a bunch of yahoos sitting around a table and just like chatting. Damn, and chatting shit. <laughs> yes, there was an, a white male anchor and he was making comments about Kamala Harris and he has said like, she'll do anything to get elected and made some other comments and then he followed up with like she'll do she'll say anything and she'll do anything and I was just like turn the tv off this is insanity what you're inferring and like <laughs> it was going down like her dating history and I was just like if this is all people are watching to inform their actions at the polls then like we're all like pretty screwed <laughs> and like watching right-winged or just opposing news stations has been so eye-opening to me because it's just like some of the most insane things are just like going off like I don't know it's like you they don't totally even it's like they don't really try to be an informational source anymore it's all just kind of punditry isn't it yes it's or like quippy like, liners to like trend on twitter or yeah something like, like you gotta and, get like, that headline that. out there to get the attention yeah the media is a bit of a bastard when it comes to things like that I don't think it's all yeah. intentional but it definitely yeah definitely plays and a huge just like part. if you watch it and you can only assume that American values and ideals are completely effed and there like is no upward well I don't know anyway yeah. I'm gonna stop there's no saving us so so I think Matthew brought no, his I, train back <laughs> no 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 I was just gonna I just gonna say that I you know I think it's always important to look at the conservative side and look at the liberal side and kind of see, get both perspective. I think I was kind of raised that way and kind of, mm. maybe that's why I'm so in the middle, but it's just, but yeah, like what Eric was saying, it's just, it's funny to just go to uh, like Fox News and go to like MSNBC and try to understand what the hell because they all no, play no i think i think it's just what the hell <laughs> much, yeah you can just, just stop there play, yeah they play to their audience you know the fox news talk to the audience and msnbc does the same and i i always advise people to look at both sides and kind of see the two different america mm -hmm. the two different perspectives and so basically they can come up and make their own decision no, for sure. Thanks, Matthew. Uh, so that's, that is a lot of insight. And that was just wow. And you, you, you all made a lot of great points. So I think the next question will be rather easy. And I've been putting, uh, Ingrid suggested this, which, which was good. Uh, I've been putting who is next in line and then who is, uh, what is the question of the round per se. So if you look in chat, uh, you'll get all that. So the next question is, how are you guys voting this election? So we're gonna start from Chris. Yeah, so this year will be a first because I'll be voting by mail. And um, it was kind of a hassle actually to get my ballot. I uh, 
eventually I got one. And then over the period of the next couple of weeks, I ended up getting three more. So I have four ballots right now at home. Um, and it was funny just cause uh, I got my ballot and I was looking at it and I would always joke that like, yeah, Kanye West is gonna be running for president, but he was actually on the Minnesota ballot. Like I thought he would not be on it and he was actually on it. So uh, yeah, but sorry to go off on a tangent, but yes, I'll be voting by mail. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there cause I thought it was funny. No, I mean, Loki, I'm going to come back to that. You just spoiled the whole thing. I thought <laughs> this whole discussion was about Kanye getting elected. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Ari, how are you voting? Um, I was just typing something in the messages because I didn't want to interrupt, but I saw something about Kentucky, about the like kind of election results so far in Kentucky. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, that Kanye was second, which it's like, on one hand, it's like, okay, that's all fun and games. I know that's not your question. I just have to say it. It's no, all no, fun and games and like, yeah, okay. It's funny that like, he's obviously not really going to have a chance getting in and yeah, I'll vote for Kanye because fuck these other two guys <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. Anyway, that's for another time. I voted by mail. I've already voted. Um, I sent my ballot a couple weeks ago, I think, and it and I've checked that it has been received and it said it has and it will be counted. So that was like oh, huge relief. Checking that every day, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's the first time I've ever voted by mail. Or actually, no, it's not. This is the second time. Well, second election, third time officially because I voted in the primaries this year too. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting experience. I'm glad to know that it worked out though, especially with all the with the USPS kind of in upheaval leading up to the election. So it was, yeah, definitely a huge relief. For sure. Zach? I'm gonna be voting in person. I wanna make sure that my vote gets in there for sure. I was a little bit worried about doing the mail-in ballot stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm for sure gonna be showing up in person. Ingrid? Same as Zach, uh, I did early in person. Um, similarly to Krista's situation, I never got my ballot that I like requested in the mail. And I was just like, I think this is voter suppression at work. If I, the ballot never comes to me, then I can never vote. And I was just like, well, F this, I'll take it into yeah. my own hands and fuck COVID and all of that. So when in person, it was okay. Thanks, Ingrid. Uh, Matthew? I, yeah, I already voted too. Um, I voted by mail. Uh, I, I just wanted to point out what uh, Ari said earlier about Kanye West. I think that was fake news. The one, cause I know he was showing that. It was showing that on uh, Instagram or something that he was leading and they later found out that it was fake news. Oh, right, thought. okay. Nope. Well, that's embarrassing for me then, but <laughs> it was just something my boyfriend was like, oh, oh. my God, look. And I was like, huh. No, I saw, oh. I, saw, I saw that too and I went in, I was like, there's no freaking way, right? <laughs> But, well good for you for actually like <laughs> source checking yeah obviously. but then again i mean you know we have this president now so you never know yeah <laughs> you never know so <clears throat> do you, you guys have any question for our panelists i guess the question it was pretty straightforward but also i want to bring this like in 2016 i was new to the united states at that time and i remember in uh, election ballot, I think there was, what are those? Or these nuts, these nuts was on the ballot and whoever had that term on the ballot, that got a lot of vote. So whoever wants to pick this question up, do you think this will repeat for a third party? Because majority, this is two horse race, but do you think there will be this storm of Kanye West or other any other party so yeah whoever wants to take this question Matthew I was just gonna say I this is one of the reasons why uh, I pointed out why it's important to vote uh, you know even if your candidate doesn't win or whatever that's because I feel like sometimes people here tend to take it for granted and if you look at other countries and, you know, you see what's going on, people don't really have that option. So I, when I see stuff like that, like this nut or whatever, I'm always 
like really mm-hmm. but you know it's i feel like people take it for granted here a lot more than in other countries so yeah i just wanted to point that out sounds good so i guess nobody thinks third parties have any chance i will just say that there is you know we still have a couple of weeks until election day and i think results are still going to be coming in a few days after that as well so after donald trump winning four years ago i don't like to say "Mm, it can't happen i hope it doesn't happen because like i love early kanye but kind of after (laughs) like i would say homecoming (laughs) not a fan of kanye kardashian but i am a fan of kanye west pre his mom dying that sounds bad but you guys know what i mean if you know him so yeah and great Ari mentioned the last election and it just like triggered me how I felt the day after the last election. So preemptively I've taken two mental health days for the days following the election as votes of things are still being counted because it was like literally the worst day ever. Like no one went to school, like people took off from work and I was just like, this is the collective sadness here is really, really palpable. And I don't know, just a reminder to take care of yourselves during the upcoming a couple of weeks. So Kate, do you have any, or Zach, sorry. I know I'm going to come back to Kate. No, I think Chris had his hand up for me. I'll wait for him. Oh, sorry, Chris, I missed. Uh, Chris? Yeah, no, I just to answer the, the follow-up question you had, I don't think any third-party candidate has a serious chance of, you know, like winning sort of akin to Trump. I do think there is a good possibility that they could someone like Kanye though could take a lot of votes from someone especially like in a very tight contested race so like a state like Florida or you know Wisconsin or Ohio but the whole situation kind of reminds me of like when Jesse Ventura ran for governor in Minnesota and like he won and I just remember thinking wait this is this guy that like I used to watch uh, wrestling with my grandpa and he'd be doing the commentary or the guy from the Predator and now he's like the governor so it's it's kind of surreal, but with like the way the year has gone on and just what happened with 2016, it's like actually believable in a weird way. <laughs> so. <laughs> Zach? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Matthew too. Um, it, it, it always just kind of seems like the third party never really has a chance. And uh, you just get kind of stuck with these two big powerhouses and you got to choose one. Otherwise it just kind of feels like you're throwing your vote away. Mm-hmm. But like seeing mm-hmm. Kanye kind of throw his hand up in there. It's like, you don't know if that's some sort of tech to kind of pull your your vote away from the person you're trying to get out. Um, it just always seems like a big mess. And it's just like, I just worry about people voting for the incorrect person. That's not going to really make a difference or make any like real changes. And good. I feel like two things. I'm trying to think of someone who ran independent a couple of years ago. I'm blanking on her name, a woman. Was it Elizabeth Warren? No. I think she's always been Democrat. Uh, But like, it shouldn't be that way. Like, it shouldn't be like two powerhouses and like the independent is like never going to have a chance. Like, I think that is also just a prime example of like how politics in America work. And it's like, if you don't have all this money and all this capital and all of these relationships, like you won't get there. But then there's this like false notion of like the American dream. And if you work really hard and do what you believe in, like you'll get there. It's like, well, I ran independent and nothing happened. So it's just like, we're constantly stuck in these like loops and narratives and these cycles where we're constantly contradicting ourselves and like what we say this country can do and what it's about. And sometimes it works out and then a lot of the time it doesn't and it isn't inspiring for the next generation or the future presidents who like maybe want to try, but it's like they don't have all of those things on lock to get there. Like who's the next Obama or whatever, like those seeds need to be planted presently, but nothing that's happening presently is inspiring for that next, so. And it looks like Ari knew who that was, Jill Stein. <laughs> I had to Google it. I don't yeah, okay. want to take too much credit, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that like vaguely rings a bell. So yeah, poor Jill. So, hey, Kate, do you have any follow-ups? 
Uh, it was just, well, all I'd say was it was interesting how you were saying, now I've lost my train of thought. God, one minute. There's just too much good, like, information. Oh, too much good stuff in this conversation. I'm telling you, my brain is going wildfire here. Um, it was more on the oh, thing, 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 thing. Um, While Kate is thinking, uh, yeah. since this is going to be on a podcast, I want to tell our podcast listener, there's so much wine conversation going on in our chat. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out, Kate, sorry. That's all right. I have got another question for you guys, though, while I'm trying mm. to think if that's okay. Do you think that there is a focus on idolizing your president rather than seeing them as somebody that's governing the country? Because I've noticed that in the sense of from an outsider looking in, that we have, I suppose, like rallies, but on small, really, 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 really small, um, you might get one of them on a, on a bus going around with a flag, that kind of thing. We're not really into the big pizzazz, the showbiz, whereas with Trump and things like that, they're huge, aren't they? They're in stadiums. I mean, I don't know how much of this is true or how much this is blown up out of proportion in news and media. But you have the likes of the lady sat in a Trump rally with a Trump doll, like she was a Spice Girl fan in the 90s. What is that about? Is that because people get really suckered into it because of the, the media and the um, the big, you have like big advertisements, don't you, on television and you're allowed to say anything you like about the opposition, whether it be true or false, which is something that started to happen in the UK, but it's still pretty new, whereas it's something that I've seen happens quite a lot over in the US, so... That's it. Question to you. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry, Ari. It's okay. I had to cut you up. So, <clears throat> uh, we're, I'm going to take two uh, reaction answers and then we're going to move to the next question. So, first, Ari, then Ingrid. Um, I just want to quickly say yes, I, I know what you mean, Kate. There is kind of like a culture of idolizing politicians as celebrities to a degree. I wouldn't say necessarily with everyone, but because the presidential seat is such a like obviously huge power of position huge position of power um yeah there is definitely more of a kind of like celebrity factor and like you need to present yourself as this like likable person of course because you want people to vote for you and you want to reflect yourself as someone that can represent the country as a whole whether or not you make every person in the country happy um, but I think that's gotten more and more kind of, well, I don't know, I guess because Trump literally was a celebrity before he came president, it's in a new light, but I think that's something that has kind of, at least in the 20th century, that whole idolization has been a big part of, yeah, elections and presidencies. Ingrid? Yes, I was literally going to say just that, like, it was literally Trump's celebrity that got him elected. And there's like a lot of really cool articles out there that talk about The Apprentice and how The Apprentice literally framed Donald Trump as this like amazing businessman. I never watched it, so I don't actually know what the show's about. But like, it's literally reality TV curators that like made his entire electoral process like even possible. And through some research, I realized he doesn't even own the majority of the Trump Towers. He just like owns his name on the thing. Like he doesn't own the buildings. Like he isn't a good businessman. And it's like all of these like lies essentially and story writers that like made his whole thing possible. And I think if you can curate a fandom and a following, like that's all his election is based on is like, just having fans that will take it to the polls. So I think your question is entirely valid in that Americans just like to celebrate things, whether or not they're grounded in um, things that are just and equitable and things like that. So, yes. 
so up and it blew me away too much. like he doesn't own the buildings this is craziness i can't believe he doesn't own the buildings <laughs> yeah i i saw kate's reaction she had her mouth wide open like when she <laughs> stated seriously i mean i've seen a picture of was it trump was it his daughter and his son sat on the the lion in trump towers i think it was trump and his daughter was like, it the one where mm -hmm. he's like she's like kind of sat it's like a prom pose a little yeah. bit maybe is the one i'm thinking of but anyway yeah yeah all right that was part one and I really hope you guys learned something new, something informative from the discussion. And what I did was I sent a lot of the question to, or not the follow-ups necessarily, because you cannot know how the panel is going to answer. So most of the main questions I had sent my panelists those questions ahead of time, so they kind of can prepare. However, in the part two, I do this election rapid fire round where those were not sent to the panelists and it gets interesting. It, it gets funny, it gets interesting, and it is a lot of fun. So watch out for part two and follow me on social media because, uh, especially on Instagram, it is at mygoodplacepod and just follow me there. I post a lot of new stuff. If I am looking to do any new project, I post it over there too. So follow me on social media. And next thing I want to tell you is I am also looking to do a similar panel discussion with non-US citizens and get their perspective, how they're feeling and what emotions they are going through. So if you are interested and if you want to be on the panel uh, send me an email at mygoodplacepod at gmail.com or mygoodplace.pod at gmail.com either will work or just DM me on Instagram at mygoodplacepod and I will reach out to you and we can take it from there so just watch out for part two that there is so much information guys and again if you are a citizen of United States, please go vote. Thank you.